I think that works. I also like how we have like our things of water together. We're like, oh. We can <laughs> cheers that, in person. Yeah, we can cheers in person. Also, Whoa. like the fact that it's like a coffee mug. I'm like, hey, Conan, thanks for having me on. <laughs> and it's a coffee mug with me and stuff on it. Yeah, or Stephen Colbert because he's more of a Lord of the Rings person. <laughs> yes, I'm the uh, Silmarillion expert. How do you do? Hi, I'm Tori, who knows nothing. Oh my god. Is this it our should, intro? It should be, is this our <laughs> intro? Is this our intro? Hello, everyone. Oh, I have to do like the one, two, and then I can edit in the fucking music. <laughs> like, it'll be quiet for a second. And then, da-da! 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 <laughs> da-da! I still don't know our theme song. No, that's the Avengers. Your poor friend. Or my poor friend. Doesn't even know our own theme song. Uh, to be fair, I don't know if Jack listens to this. <laughs> it's okay. Jack, if you listen to this, my send me a message. My own fiancé doesn't listen to this, so. Jack. They'll, they'll, oh they'll never hear the slander because they don't listen. <laughs> God damn it. Steph so, Slander. Steph. I, I don't know what what would Steph really Roast. Annoy, what would really annoy them? Um <laughs> Is this safe to say? The oh Gollum. We could talk about Gollum the whole yeah, time. Oh yeah, Gollum. We could Very. specifically talk about Gollum's feet. Ooh. They would love that. Suck on Gollum's toes. <laughs> no. That's it. We've I lost think all we've of lost our listeners. All our viewers, they're like, "Oh, it's one of these podcasts <laughs> at night." At night. Oh my God, Squidward, <laughs> Mister Squidward. Anyway. Anyway. Paul. <laughs> we're in what? the same room. We are in the same room. You're in LA. I'm in LA. Uh, to everyone who was at the party in uh, Griffith God, Park, it was so great to meet. It was so good. It was such. It was fun. so great to meet our fans. <laughs> our fan, our touring fans who. Yeah, well, we got to meet Anders from uh, the Tolkien Tuesday yeah. Discord. We got to meet. Um, how did we actually we, I mean, meet anyone who like listens to the podcast? Okay, let me tell you. I was telling a new friend, Colin, about the podcast, and Wool just jumps in and yes, starts Wool talking all about our podcast. And I was like, gave the best review I've ever heard. They were like high quality from wool it's uh, everything is high quality i'm a frame that quote and put it in my office they said this podcast is like being on a phone call with your friends and i was like it's really touching because who phones their friends anymore (laughs) right who actually answers the phone i love wool's 90s reference (laughs) well it's like a discord chat except instead of a discord chat you and i are in person right now yeah yeah so i can yeah, we got I can to meet touch you now. <laughs> oh, don't touch me. <laughs> Six feet apart, Paul. Oh right, social distancing. As we're two feet apart right now. Uh, so yeah, we can both use the mic. I got to meet you, Paul. Yeah. Got to meet Olive. Got to meet got Wool. Got to meet Wool. Emily. Uh, you got to meet Molly. Yeah, and Noah and made Vic. some new friends. We got to meet Vic, who does all the Elrond art yes. on Twitter. Gave me a sticker. Yes. Oh my god. Oh man, I hope I still. They should. St- I should still have. The yeah, stickers. you have. They it. should still be in my best pocket. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we pretended we were hobbitses. It was great. We played a picnic. We golf. We, we got drunk. What is? <laughs> what is the? Uh, golf and bowl. Yeah. It's like that. Uh, bocce ball? <laughs> Batchy ball? Did y'all know Middle Earth has golf? They do. They do. Uh, They're up with the times. Look at them. Tolkien was like, you know what they need? Golf. You know what they need? Fucking 
signs of late stage <laughs> capitalism. <laughs> we watch Return of the King in theaters. Oh my god, a Hobbit Country Club. Can you imagine that <laughs> shit? <laughs> Fucking Caddyshack with hobbits. God. <laughs> anyway, it was lovely meeting people in real it life. It was. It was a true honor to be here out. in L.A., uh, I want to use this podcast time to first say shout out to Steph and Tori, oh. who are the best hosts that one could ask <laughs> for you. here in L.A. And, in fact, the best friends one could ask for here oh, in L.A. Paul, you're going to make me cry. Good, because I'm, like, this is our, like, you're jetting off to far-flung places. God, And I'm still remaining here for a little bit. But, like, I'm going to let you know. Sorry to leave you. That... Someone has to bring home the bread. Oh, someone does. But Are you saying plain Steph does not bring home the bread? <laughs> Steph, bring homes, Steph the, brings the, home the bacon. And the fury. Bring home the bread. <laughs> bacon and the fury. Uh, anyway, yeah. it's all a grand plot for um, all of you just have to move to LA. So. I mean, you've already convinced like mm-hmm. Olive Wool and I to like yep. start looking for jobs here. and Come for us, stay for the Del Taco. Almost, yes, come for us, stay for... <laughs> I will stay for the an eighty nine. Okay, anyone who's not had Del Taco, they have an eighty nine cent. Ta- I just want to get this out of the way. Not, we're not sponsored. Oh God, if, could we imagine if our first sponsor was Del Taco? Del Taco, and then I'll shill Taco for Del Bell Taco. gets jealous and then gives you unlimited Baja. Blast. Well, they shouldn't have been acting like a as a tsundere where they're like, I don't care about you. And now they do. Yeah, tsundere plane. Yeah, tsundere. Uh, yeah, like they're like, oh, I don't. They're playing hard to get. And as soon as I turn to Del Taco, yeah. they're like, oh, oh. Dang, that's not supposed to happen. Stick. We need him now. Yeah. So we still have your Baja Blast. I'll be torn. I'll be a man torn in two between Del Taco and Taco Bell. <laughs> Love, triangle. Love Triangle. We're back to Twilight, Paul. Oh, no. You are Bella. <laughs> okay, but which one's Edward and which one's Jacob? Mm. Oh, listeners, be well assured that I have not watched Twilight while I was here, <laughs> so we have that to thank God. I feel for. like Taco Bell is Edward because it's like the first one I came to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Jacob's trying to lure it's me just away. It's Del Taco in the corner, and you just like noticed it at the corner of your eye. It's probably the people. safer choice, but you're like, no. And better meat quality too. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, but it's true. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this was sponsored by Del Taco. <laughs> Come to Del Taco for the free Shavaka do. Um, but yeah, no, uh, you distracted me from thanking you specifically. Oh, see, I can't do compliments. Such it was a good inter- well, how thank do you think you. I feel a lot of the time when people compliment me? Uh, big thank you to you, Tori, for being such a good Anytime. internet friend and now just a good friend in real life. God, and I. Again, part of the reason I want to move out to L.A. is that so I can hang out with you and Steph way more often. It would often. be so fun. And then if Olive and Wool come, it will just start God. completing the cycle. I just want to start gathering all the people I love here. It has been and so wholesome. It has. It's really been like our little family with you yeah. and Steph being the lesbian God. moms. Me and Olive being the grateful children. You know, it's like that guy said when he was reading the Wikipedia of Lord of the Rings before Return of the King in theaters. It's just like one big Lord of the Rings love fest. Yes, it is a Lord and it of the Rings truly fest. just that turned was the into one thing. He's like, he said, "Where I was like, yeah, it is, yeah, it is a love that's fest. good." Okay, now let's watch the fucking movie. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. oh, and uh, Kate, and I got to meet Kate. And yes, that's, that's right. Yes, mm-hmm. so got to meet so many God, lovely so many. and good people. Uh, L.A. has treated me really well so far. Uh, I mean, granted, I know I'm not going to apply that to the entire city, but. 
I think I found like a good part of the nerdy community that's just so good and wholesome. And thank you, listener, for listening to this. And uh, I hope that you too are part of this good and happy community. Yeah, come and join us at some point. I'm giving you a hug. Through. I could meet you and think you're a swell person as well. Virtual so, hug. Virtual the speakers. Hug. We're giving you guys virtual hugs. Anyway, right are now. you emotional? I'm emotional. <laughs> Anyway, let's not get too sappy. We gotta get through this whole fucking Romeo and Juliet God. love situation. Uh, so yeah, um, the, now I'll do the official one, oh. two, three. Da da da. That was a little bit of a that harmony. Was so really, oh my god, it's fucking. Anyway. Was it like Cher and Sunny or something like that? Like, Are you Cher? Or Art and Garfunkel? We could be more like the Art and Garfunkel <laughs> of the podcasting world. Obviously, I'm I'm the art because I have the hair for it. I'll be Garfunkel. Night. No, no. Si- Simon and Garfunkel. Yes, art Simon Garfunkel and... was a whole man. <laughs> art and Garfunkel. I totally and Paul Simon's like the only relevant one left, and I totally blocked him. Poor guy. It's art and Garfunkel. No, it's I'll right. be Art Garfunkel. You can be Paul Simon. He doesn't listen to the podcast. It's fine. Are you sure? And if you do... Are you sure? Paul Simon, give me a shout out if you listen to Silly Merlion. And if so, how was it having Chevy Chase in your music video? Anyway. Oh, da-da-da. Baron and Luthien. What did the folks miss last time on Glee? Last time, our intrepid heroes were stuck in the dungeons of Sauron on the island of Tolengarhoth, the Isle of Werewolves, where Finrod was cruelly slain oh. bef- by a werewolf who he choked out, which, frankly, pretty hot. <laughs> there were a lot Beautiful of Beautiful elf words choking in that. out a werewolf? Yeah, pretty hot. Hot. I think hot. that happened in Twilight, too. Stop making it more appealing for me, Jesus. <laughs> Told you I didn't want to. Uh, um, so, and Luthien came across them. Uh, she thought uh, she had a like a little song battle with Sauron, kicked his oh, ass. Oh, yes. Well, Sauron turned into a wolf to fight Huan. Epic rap, rap battles of history. That was Finrod who had the rap battle. I think Luthien kind of tricked him because mm. uh, he was a big wolf and Huan was fighting him. And he lunged for Luthien, and Huan couldn't stop him, and Luthien kind of threw her cloak over him, and like there was like a spell of sleep on it. Oh. And he fell asleep, and Huan grabbed him by the neck, so that if he shapeshifted, he would always have him by the neck. Brilliant. And Luthien's like, hey, pussy, give it up. <laughs> give me the fucking island, and I won't like destroy your physical form. So that you can't be sexy anymore. <laughs> and Sauron's like, no, that's the one thing I have. Shapeshifters are sexy. Yeah. Well, and like he takes like the form of like a sexy, like fiery figure a lot oh. of the time. That changes. When we reach the end of the Silmarillion, you'll find out why he can't do that in the Third Age. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So they rejoin together. She finds Baron after singing like... She uh she sings a song and he sings back and she finds him that way. God, Fro- a-, a la Frodo True and love. Sam. True love. 
So they're together now, and they bury Finrod on the island, and it's cleansed now because she used her song to destroy the fortress and all that. And so now Baron and Luthien are together again, Mm -hmm. and they're walking freely over the lands. Finally together. Mm Mm-hmm. And at this point, uh, as they're walking freely, word returns uh, through like various means to Nargothron that Finrod died mm. in such an honorable way. That's true. And the people who had been so smitten with Kelgorm and Kruufin all of a sudden are like, oh, well, we didn't really care for Finrod, but he went out like a badass. We forsook him. So they kick out Kelgorm and Kruufin. Oh, dang. They're like, fuck you. And they take Finrod's brother, Orodreth, who was oh, kind of made steward, and they like, okay, you're the king now. He didn't even do anything. No. Finrod did all the work. Finrod did all the work. And he's and just Ordred. reaping the benefits. The well, thing is, like, he was one of the few people who was still loyal to Finrod. And Finrod was like, you yeah. are now king in name. And now he's king officially. <laughs> now that the people are like, oh, this is Finrod's brother who was loyal to him till the end. Unlike these guys. Fuck mm. these guys. Four more years for Orodreth. <laughs> and so... uh the the sons of Fein, uh Ordreth is like get the fuck out of here sons of Feanor and the sons of Bye. Feanor are like oh we'll be back freaking Feanor we'll be back and we'll be pissed so Kelgorm and Kruvin ride off and uh Paul just a quick break you would have been so frou- so f- proud so <laughs> so I proud just family. tried to combine freaking and proud yeah you would have been so proud I gave such a good rant about Feanor and his Silmarils to a to Was a random Colin? stranger, now turned friend, and somehow that convinced him to listen to our podcast. Well, Colin, if you're listening, this one's out to you. <laughs> when you catch up. Anyway. And thank you for being a listener. Freaking Feanor. If not, screw you. No, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Caligor and Kufin, they ride north, and they're hoping like go around Doriath and meet up with their brother Mithros and Maglor, who are like oh. the most chill sons of Feanor. Mm-hmm. Mithros is the most diplomatic because he and Fingon had a thing, and he's yeah. like, let's try to get along. And Maglor is a bard, one-handed like, Mithros. Yeah, one hand Mithros, the one-handed. Anakin Skywalkered it on a cliff. On a cliff. <laughs> yeah, the inverse Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Oops. And so as they're coming along, Baron and Luthien stop, and they're like close to Doriath. And Luthien's like, Baron's like, I think I need to fulfill this promise to get the freaking your father to get the Silmarils. And Luthien grabs his hands and goes, fuck that. You'll die. You have me no matter what. Oh, that's cute. If you decide to go on this quest, you bet your ass I'm going with you oh, to help you. Oh, oh. And if you decide that we're just going to run away and elope and live in the woods somewhere, I'm going to do that too. They should do that. And he's like, I don't want to ruin things between you and your family because you do love your father. He's like, you love your father and you love your mother and I don't want to separate you from them. That's so cute. So I'm going to do the honorable thing. But he sh- they should just run away. Mm-hmm. That's cute, but they should run away. Uh, her, her words, actually. You must choose, Baron, between these two to relinquish the quest and your oath and seek a life of wandering upon the face of the earth or to hold to your word and challenge the power of darkness upon his throne. But on either road, I shall go with you, and our doom shall be alike. Oh. That's true love right there. <laughs> true love is walking into your doom together. It is. It is. And they are doomed. They're already doomed. <laughs> as soon as they're like, oh, I'm God. in love with this person, they're God. like, oh, doom. 
you just been God. it's like you've been pranked ashton kutcher jumps out and like you've been doomed <laughs> bro you fell in love with a fucking mortal uh. <laughs> um but as they're talking who should ride up but Kelgorm and Kurufen? Oh. Who are passing that way as well. Of course. And they recognize them. And they're like, oh, we're going to kidnap that oh, girl no. and force her to marry one of us. Oh, no. And then her father's going to have to, like, make an alliance with us. <sighs> Politics. And also kind of rapey. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay. Um, so they ride up and they fully intend to kill Baron and steal Luthien. Oh, damn. And so, uh, is she still immortal? Yes. Uh, okay. No. She. She get. I think she's given she, up her mortality. Maybe. 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 I mean, she's fully intending to anyway. Yeah. Uh, and her mortality won't save her if she gets killed. Like you can still get killed if you're immortal. Hmm. You just can't die of like sickness or natural causes. Mm-hmm. Um. And so Kelligorm, uh charges at Baron and Kurufin swoops in, grabs Luthien and puts oh, her up on his horse. Uh, but uh, as Kelgorm is speeding toward Baron, Baron jumps in the air and just knocks him out of his saddle. Nice. And, uh, no, wait. Um, he jumps at Kurufin and knocks him out of his saddle. What? And so Luthien gets knocked off the horse too, but now he's safe. Yeah. He jumps out of the way. It's called the Leap of Baron. <laughs> and it says it's renowned. He has his own move. He says, the leap of, and the Leap of Baron is renowned among men and elves. It's like, this motherfucker had the biggest leap record of all I'm just, time. I'm just imagining elves that have, um, uh, what is that wrestling? WWE? Yeah. Stone Cold! Stone Cold! <laughs> like, Baron with the he chair! Did, he did the leap! The Baron leap! The Baron leap! <laughs> off the top rope! But, um, God. fucking, uh, uh, and then Baron, like, grabs Kruven by the throat and starts, like, strangling him, like, Ugh. Homer Simpson levels of, <laughs> why you little, like, ah, ah. um, and so, but just then, Kelligorm is charging in, mm. but Kelligorm's a hunter who always brings his faithful dog with him, Huan. Oh. Because Huan, after he, like, helps Luthien, he goes back to his master, because yeah. he's like, I still love Kelligorm. He's still my buddy. Oh. When Kelligorm's about to go, like, he's got his bow and arrow and he's about to shoot Baron, Huan scares the horse. Oh. And, yeah, he uh, sprang at the horse and the horse is like, fuck this. And the horse kind of swerves away. And Kelligorm, like, swears at his dog. Like, fuck. Good old guy. Honey, crate! Okay. Like, it's just like, <laughs> Huan, crate. Let it's me just... just say, Paul, this exact scene happens in Twilight. When Shit. Jacob goes Shit, against, you're me. he goes against Pure his bullshit. wolf clan oh to save Luthien, <laughs> to save Bella. I've had it up to here with you people. This is uh, just. This is look. Stephanie Myers also read the Silmarillion and was like, "Let me turn into th- this into a love story, but let me change the elf. No, change the human to a vampire and the elf to a human. Mm-hmm. The wolf can say the same." Anyway. But yeah, Baron is about to, like, kill Kurufin, but Luthien's like, don't kill him. No more bloodshed. Oh, smart. Thank you. Be honest. If you kill a son of Feanor, it'll get, like, it'll convince the other sons of Feanor who are still on the fence Mm. to join them. Mm -hmm. Fucking spare him. And so Baron's like, fine, but I'm taking his shit. So he grabs his Mm. stuff, and one of his things is called... Gotta always loot. 
is called Angrist, and it's a knife made by Telkar, mm-hmm. the dwarf. Now, Telkar is the same dwarf who made Aragorn's sword, Ooh. Uh, Narsil. Well, yeah. it was Narsil, and then it became Anduril, but... The one that broke. Yeah, it's the original sword. Yeah. And so Angrist is, like, a dagger that's, like, akin to uh, the sword. And so, like, and by through, like, a long line of heritage, Aragorn is a descendant of Baron. And yeah. so, like, each of them having a weapon by Telkar, Ooh. the dwarf, it kind of plays into this fun little story of them. Yeah. Um, Good and, job, Jimmy. Yeah, Baron takes all of Kurufin's shit, and he's like, I'm taking your horse, too. I'm taking the dog, <laughs> dumbass. And he's like, I'm taking the horse. Uh, and he's like, you're going to walk like a fucking commoner, and you're going to fucking, I'm taking the fucking horse. You, like, can you are walk. a great. He's like you're a great lord of the Noldor. Nah, you're walking your ass back. Getting kicked out of the Uber, and uh, Kurufin's like fuck you. But like Kelgorm comes along, and he's like, come on, bro, let's get on the horse. And so Kurufin gets behind his brother. But as they're riding away, um, Kelgorm, who's a hunter, pulls out his bow and arrow mm-hmm. and shoots back at them. Ooh! And he shoots one arrow. Yeah. And it's going at Luthien. And Huan grabs it out of the midair with his jaws. Hey, that's badass. And then he shoots another oh, no. at Luthien. And Baron no, jumps in the way and it hits him. Dang. And they kind of run away like, ah, ha, ha, ha. But, Well, they kind of start going like, ah, ha, ha. But then Huan like fucking chases them fucking yeah. far away. Good dog. Um, yeah, it's what like, a good boy. Uh, and then uh, like Baron is dying. But like on his way back, Huan grabs an herb from the uh, forest. That has healing properties and brings wow. it to Luthien. Huan was really saving the day. Oh yeah, no, this is like dog does work. Like this is like <laughs> this isn't just some lap dog. God. This is a dog who's like he'll guard you, he'll protect you, he'll Loyal. bring you fucking medicine. It's <laughs> like fucking Lassie. <laughs> what is it, boy? Baron's shot by an arrow. Take us to him. And then she heals him with that. And Baron, uh, he's like, I'm so torn. Like he's he like she heals him with like singing and the herb, mm. and he gets healed and they kiss and they sit together, and that night as they're sleeping on the hill, Baron is still torn because of his oath, oh. and he's like, I don't want to endanger Luthien in this. She says she's going to have the same doom as me, yeah, but I'm gonna spare her any possible pain I fucking can by simply going by myself to mm. fulfill this quest. Mm. So he leave, he sneaks out in the middle of the night, leaving oh, Huan looking over Luthien and like keeping her safe. You know, this also happened in Twilight. <laughs> Go on. When Edward is like, we can't be together. Check my fucking phone right now. <laughs> we uh-huh, can't. I am an immortal vampire and you are but a mortal. It's a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Except it's like the inverse. Where yeah. It's like, I am but a mortal human. But he's like, we can't be together. It's not safe. I yeah. shall leave. And he leaves her with Jacob. Anyway. Look Same. at all these parallels. It's... Might as well. When we watch Twilight together... Oh, my God. Maybe I should move down. We should make that a, a podcast episode, too. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I think it has to be like when we're in L.A. together. Maybe I'll just tell you the story of Twilight. Oh, <laughs> Aren't you we'll already do a bonus, planning on doing like we'll do a, a telling of some pod. other fucking storyline? The Cheetah Girls? The Cheetah Girls? <laughs> I don't know. Fucking High School Musical or something. I'm going to do a bonus podcast where I will tell you the high story of Twilight. Who <laughs> says we have to let it go? Uh, I've never seen the third one. It's alright. You don't need to. I only watched you the first don't. and second yeah. one. 
That's all that matters. Sexual tension in the second one's very Didn't we good. say in an early podcast episode someone was Troy Bolton? No. I think we did. Did we? It's part of my description for one of them. I don't remember who, though, because I suck at names. Anyway. Jimothy. <laughs> Jimothy? Jimothy. Jimothy. He's a little-known Valar <laughs> of tax cuts or some shit. Uh... That's good water. Anyway. <laughs> but he rides to the north on his own on the horse. And Didn't it say bye or anything? No. God. Just up and leaves. Rude. Because if he said goodbye, she'd be like, no, I'm following you. Men. So he leaves and he reaches the point where he can see Thangaradrim in the distance and he tells the horse, hey, go away. He'll be he'll be in danger if you follow me. So That's go away. That's cute. And then sitting there, he's under the stars of heaven. He's under Varda's Aww. watchful gaze. And he thinks of just how beautiful Luthien is. So he sings a little song of parting and oh. says, Farewell, sweet earth and northern sky. Ever blessed since here did lie. And here with lism limbs and, and run beneath the moon, beneath the sun. Luthien, Tenuviel, more fair than mortal mm. tongue can tell. Though all to ruin fell the world and were dissolved and backward hurled, unmade into the old abyss, yet were its making good for this, the dusk, the dawn, the earth, the sea, that Luthien for a time should be. That's so cute. So he's like, even if the world goes spiraling down into chaos and death, it will still have been good because it would have allowed the woman I love to oh, live. Oh, God. Tolkien's so romantic. He's a fucking romance. God. He loved his wife. He's whipped. He lo- <laughs> <laughs> She's like, damn right you wrote that song for Why me. Why doesn't my wife sing, write songs about me? And he belts the song. Someone and here. And then he hears someone sing an <gasps> answer. No. It's Luthien riding Huan, who's following his trail. Oh, of course. And she arrives of singing course. the song and like, <laughs> finishing it for him. It is High School Musical. Yeah. And we're breaking free. And he's like, you can't come with me. And she like smacks him. And she's like, yes, I am. I am fucking coming with you. And he was like, he's brokenhearted about this because he sees them and he's like, no. Yeah. She's going to get hurt. He had good she's intentions. She's going to be in pain. And he just wants to spare her from all that. And... It says, for a while he was silent and was glad, but after a space, he strove once more to dissuade Luthien from her journey. Thrice now I curse my oath to Thingol, he said, and I would and I would that he had slain me in Menegroth, rather than I should bring you under the shadow of Morgoth. Then, for a second time, Huan spoke with words. Because remember, the dog can speak three times. That's the prophecy. Because remember, the first time he speaks, he speaks to Luthien, like... Yeah. Roll right. We're, we're, it's like fucking Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo like, now. Roll, roll. Like we gotta get the fuck out of here. And he's like helping her. And he says, "From the shadow of death, you can no longer save Luthien. For by her love, she is now subject to it." And he's also like, "This the fact that this, a dog needs to be like she loves you, man." Th- I was gonna say out of he like, can only remember, talk three times if he chooses. Dog gets on his hind legs, paw on his shoulder, like. Look, man, she loves you. Get a hint. Get a hint. Here's Get your hint. hint. Take a fucking hint. Um, Don't tell me that's all he says. You can turn from your fate and lead her into exile, seeking peace in vain while your life lasts. 
But if you will not deny your doom, then either Luthien, being forsaken, must assuredly die alone, or she must with you challenge the fate that lies before you, hopeless, yet not certain. Further counsel I cannot give, nor may I go further on your road. But my heart forebodes that you find at the, what you find at the gate I shall myself see. All else is dark to me, yet it may be that our three paths lead back to Doriath, and we may meet there before the end. So, this fucking dog turns into fucking Gandalf. I know. I cannot give you counsel. I am a dog. I have fleas. I am going to... I like to sniff butts. I must go to the dog park. But here's my counsel. But I can't give you too much. Because I'm all... Just a little Who is this all-knowing dog? God. But anyway. uh, Huan leaves, and he's like, I can't say no to Luthien. And she's like, good. And so to That's get close right. to get close to um, the gates of uh, Thangaradrim, she puts a disguise on them both with her magic. Oh! She disguises her- herself as the vampire uh, Thuringwethil. So we have vampires now. She is a oh, she's more like a big bat. She's not like a sexy. So we vampire. just get closer and closer to Twilight. I mean, a lot of people draw her as a sexy vampire, but personally, I like. Do they the big also sparkle bat. under the sunlight? They do not. It's like an, okay. here. I'll show you the picture of what they look like. They turn this into to bat. Ooh. Yeah, she turns into that big bat. That's a that is a big bat. And then she turns Baron into Draugluin, that one werewolf that Huan killed. Oh, uh, smart. They do some identity theft and <laughs> fucking turn him into Draugluin so they can get closer without, like, anyone being suspicious. Smart. See, this is why you keep Luthien around. Baron. But eventually, they get to the gate, and they see the gatekeeper. The now, gatekeeper? Yes. Ever since his fight with Fingolfin, Morgoth's been fucking terrified of the oh. outside. Because he got fucking wounded yeah. by Fingolfin. Is he still wounded? Yeah, he, he he's he always goes limp on one leg Excellent. because of the wounds Fingolfin like gave him in his death throes. Fingolfin's so badass. What a badass. Feanor should take note. <laughs> Sorry. But um like Feanor slander. So like, He was hot. He was a hot himbo. He was I'll hot. give him that. Literally they're like, This guy was hot. He was fuck he wasn't a himbo. He wasn't nice. <laughs> he was just hot. He was just hot. He was hot, mean. He was a mean girl. Oh. <laughs> Fingolfin is a skanky bit. He had a burn book, which burned on the ships. Oh. No! Oh, now I'm sad again. Anyway. But, um... Uh, oh, so gatekeeper. There's a gatekeeper, and, like, Morgoth's like, I need to hire some good security. <laughs> so he gets, like, Brinks or some shit. Um, but he, like, he goes, to, camera. he goes to the kennels of his wolves. And grabs the runt of the litter. Oh. And feeds him with his own hand, Ugh. like, dark meats. Wait, Like, he, he holds, yeah, he personally feeds this creature himself with, like, Ugh. these dark meats and stuff. And this runt of the litter, who is probably not going to survive, grows bigger and fiercer. And it starts eating other wolves. And it becomes, like, the Dang. most terrifying wolf you've ever seen. It's massive. Interesting. It has, like, fiery red eyes. And when it opens its maw, it's, like, fires inside it. Hmm. And it becomes known as Karkaroth. 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 Um, yeah, and like, there the fire and anguish of hell entered into him, and he became filled with a devouring spirit, tormented, terrible, and strong. Karkaroth, 
the Red Maw, he is named in the tales of those days, and Anfauglir, the Jaws of Thirst. Then Morgoth mm. set him to lie unsleeping before the doors of Angband, lest Huon come, because he had heard rumor of this great and powerful. Because oh. Sauron comes back to him, he's like, "What the fuck happened to you? <laughs> what happened to your island?" And he's like, "Don't, don't ask." And he's like, there "I'm was your boss. This, you have there to." There was this dog. There's a big dog, and he's like, "Shit, a big dog, a big dog, <laughs> a big dog, a big dog, a big dog." We need more security for we that need big, a big dog. dog. <laughs> we need a big dog. We'll fight dog. We need with a bigger dog. dog. Hit me, Michael. Dog Vick. fight. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> that olive is looking at us. The gas in the background. Oh, come on! It's an old joke. It's gotta be. Ooh. Honestly, Morgoth is evil enough. Like he's. Michael Vick was also evil enough. It's it's a valid cor- it correlation. Anyway, <laughs> so our soundboard in the background yeah. was like <gasps> just turns off our mic. <laughs> just like no. too far, too just, far. Mm-hmm. Ring it back. Um, quick, play something. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, they come there and they see this unsleeping wolf, massive, lying before the door, and they're like, "He'll be able to sniff out our disguises." Mm. So Luthien sings a song of sleep to oh, slowly. Now put it's this... fluffy and Harry Potter. Yeah. Um and yeah, and she says, O woe begotten spirit, fall now into dark oblivion and forget for a while the dreadful doom of life. Because oh. its entire life is fucking hunger yeah. and thirst because of what Morgoth did to it. Now I feel bad for the puppy. And so now like this massive wolf is giving for like the first time its life the ability to sleep and just leave oh, it all behind. Oh, I need Luthien to sing to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna for tonight when you need to wake up at like 5 a.m. God. <laughs> I'll pray for you. Well, you'll probably hear me like moving around on the air mattress like, ah, ah, ah. And Karkaroth falls asleep. As wow. if lightning had smitten him. That easy, eh? And so Baron and Luthien descend deep and deep into the tunnels of Thangorondrim. And no one stops them because there's this authority to them as they go deeper and deeper. And they're still, like, bat wolf. I think they dropped their forms. So now they're man-elf and... Wait, no, they're still in their forms. Okay. Yeah, that's why no one stops them. And they go deeper and deeper into the throne room of Morgoth at the very bottom oh, damn. of Thangorondrim. Like, usually it's like, oh, like, the dungeons are at the bottom. No, no. Yeah. The throne room of Morgoth is at the very pit of hell. Like, it's He's the center of hell. Hades himself. Yeah. And so, Morgoth immediately knows who they are. Mm. He, he's still he's still a powerful god, basically. They kind of just they walk. In. They walk in, and they're thinking their disguises will hold, and he just, like, moves his hand, and their disguises fall I mean, from they them. made it all the way down to the bottom. So... They like not twenty oh, wait, stealth no. their way. Baron is still in wolf disguise because he part he goes away from Luthien to slink under Morgoth's throne so he can be close to grab the Silmarils. But Morgoth eyes is he wearing the Silmarils right now? Yes, oh, he's he wearing has, them like on a necklace. He has thing, right? this big iron crown that has the three Silmarils. Oh, in the it. crown! And so they have to steal Neptune's crown. <laughs> A little Spongebob reference you don't get. Steph will like it, though. If Steph listened to the podcast. (laughs) Steph Slander. Steph Slander. (laughs) Stander. (laughs) Um, And then she kind of 
he reveals her, but she's not daunted by him. Like, he's leering at her, but she's standing her ground. And she simply says, I'm a minstrel. I'm here to play for you. Oh. Luthien the Bard. Mm Mm-hmm. And she said, I am Luthien. She says, I am Luthien, daughter of Thingol, who you know about. Mm. And uh, it says, Then Morgoth, looking upon her beauty, conceived in his thought an evil lust. And, he, and a design more dark than any that had yet come into his heart since he fled from Valinor. Thus he was beguiled by his own malice, for he watched her, leaving her free for a while, and taking secret pleasure in his thought. Then suddenly she eluded his sight, and out of the shadows began a song of such surpassing loveliness, and of such blinding power, that he listened perforce, and a blindness came upon him, as his eyes roamed to and fro, seeking her. Oh. And he, like... He gets so thought up in his dirty sex dreams about oh, her God. that he loses sight of her, and she goes into the shadows and starts singing. Oh. And then he's, like, just trying. Are they really trying. just going to sing d- their way out of this? <laughs> it's a musical. It's West Side Story. It uh, when you're an elf, you're an elf all the way. That's Thingol trying to convince Luthien not to give up her mortality. Oh, no. <laughs> From your first little breath to your not dying day, because you don't die because you're <laughs> immortal. We're back to the Silmarillion, the musical. The musical. And they're all dressed like cats. No! <laughs> God, you ruined it. I was having fun for a second, and you're like, what if they're cats? Uh, what if they were cats? Thing is, in. Oh, what if I shouldn't they mention were cats? this. In one of the earlier notes of Baron and Luthien, Sauron isn't there. Instead, he is like Telpio. Or something, the Lord of Cats, and he's a big <gasps> cat, um, and he's like in charge of the kitchens. Of Catherine Sangaragra. told me about yes, this. Where he's a cat, he's a big cat. That there is a thing, and there were like cat guards. Mm-hmm. So it really was very like cats. It was very like fairy tale of yeah. like this big cat guard in charge of like the kitchens or something. Amazing. And that was Sauron. <laughs> now he's now look, look at him now. Sauron was a cat boy. Man, he came a long way. <laughs> Um, but, uh, as she's singing, everyone in the throne room starts falling asleep, except Baron, who's wait, lying in wait, but, like, all the guards, all the courtiers of Morgoth, slowly, there's, like, a dragon in there, and it slowly starts to fall asleep. I think Luthien mains Jigglypuff in Super <laughs> Smash Bros. Jigglypuff, that is exactly what is happening right here. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Oh my, anything anything with, like, enchantment or something, like, those are her Pokemon. Yep. Baron is, I think he'd be plant type. I have to think this one over. Because he lives in the fucking woods all the time. Yeah, he was vibing in the woods for, like, five years. Beast or plant type? I like plant. I like plant. And so, eventually, Morgoth's head is nodding. And he's slowly losing consciousness. And finally, he just falls forward off his throne. What? Face down, ass up. Like, <laughs> just boom. Face and down, And his crown, boom, like, rolls away. And the Silmarils are there. Damn. And so, Baron, now that he and Luthien are the only ones awake, he yeah. quickly goes... Luthien is doing all the work right now, let me just yeah. say. He takes Angrist, the knife, and he... Like fidgets into the crown and like breaks the Silmaril free. Oh my god. And then he gets greedy. Oh no. Because all he uh. needed was the one to give to Thingol. 
And what is he doing? And he starts working on the second, but because fate is like, no, no, that's not allowed. The dagger snaps, oh. and a bit of the fragment hits Morgoth's face, and oh, he stirs. No. So they book it out of there because people broke are broke it. Yeah, like he like is bending the metal enough that it like and like oh. it cuts Morgoth's face, and he starts stirring like uh-huh. men so greedy. And as soon as capitalism, as soon as everyone like he starts waking up, everyone in the courtroom starts like, oh no waking up. So he and Luthien have to book it out of Thangaradrim, and they're running, and they're running. But by now, Karkaroth is awake again. Oh, God. And he sees them, and he's like, let's go, let's go, I'm ready to fucking bite your face off. Uh, but Baron holds up the Silmaril in front of him, oh. and its light and beauty against the darkness of Karkaroth startles the wolf for a second. Oh. And it's, it, it gets scared, and he says something, where he's like, uh... It's it's reminding me of um, Sam holding that vial from the elves against Shelob. Yes, the light of Arendil. Yeah, which is actually the light of a Silmaril. <gasps> because the Sil- a Silmaril Big gets gasp. put in the sky as a star, and that star. So my correlation is true. Sam literally says, "We're in the same story, Mister Frodo." Oh, my heart. They do. My it heart. Is. But, um... His hobbits are gay. He holds this, like, Silmaril in front, and Karkaroth gets scared, and he goes, Get you gone and fly, for here is a fire that shall consume you in all evil things. But Karkaroth, like, looks at the Holy Jewel and goes, Snack. And... <laughs> um, hum, no! <laughs> bites off Baron's hand with the Silmaril oh, still God. in it. Wait, and one? And swallows it. Oh, he only has one. Yeah. And Baron's like... Uh, like, he's lost his hand. He just got Anakin Skywalker, but too. But Karkaroth now has this holy jewel inside his unholy body, and it starts burning oh. him. Because Varda hollowed it so that no evil thing may have it. And so, like, it starts... It, it goes mad with Good pain. Good old Varda. It goes mad. It's like when a dog's in such pain that even if it's, like, owner's nearby, it will bite its owner. Mm-hmm. It starts tearing, and it starts going south away from fucking Angband looking for any relief to this and it like kills anything that comes into its path to just and it like it just leaves a trail of destruction dang but Baron's there he's bleeding out his hand's gone and Luthien's there like I can't fix this bro I I can't sing this wound close but the eagles two eagles who have been watching where have they been shit we should help them out (laughs) so they swoop down they've just been watching this whole time and be like oh should we jump no they Mm. got it they got it should we jump in no give them a couple more minutes okay now let's jump in and so uh oh and because they're on watch because huan had sent word to all birds and beasts that were still Uh... good like look out for these two they're my homies and so the eagles are like okay we'll look out for your homies and they see this and um i believe it's yep thorondor it's the same uh it's the same uh eagle that helped save mithros and oh. it's the one that clawed up Morgoth's face and took Fingolfin's body away. Wow. And so he and a friend grab Luthien and Baron and fly this them away. This eagle is a homie. What's, it, what's its name? Thorondor. Thorondor. I think it's like King of the Eagles or something. Hey. Um, and like as they're flying, like Luthien looks down and she sees Gondolin for the first time. Mm. Uh, here's that picture. Whoa. Gorgeous. Uh, but she's like, oh, cool, secret city. And <laughs> going. 
and um, yeah, and they take them down to the borders of Doriath, and they lay her down, and Baron is lying next to her, and she starts crying, and Huan arrives. Mm. Like, I got word what's happening. And they tend to Baron, but even as she heals him, uh, the wound was poisonous, because this wolf has poison, apparently. Yeah. And so Baron is about to die. He wakes up again. He sees the leaves. And he heard beneath the leaves the sad singing of Luthien. Mm. It says, Then suddenly, when her hope was almost spent, he woke again, and looked up, seeing leaves against the sky. And he heard beneath the leaves, singing soft and slow beside him, Luthien to Nuviel. And it was spring again. Whoa. Because when he first managed to actually talk to her, it was spring. Yeah. They've been together like two years now. Wow. And it's spring again when he's brought back. Whoa. And he's like, it's her. I love her. Dang. Thereafter, Baron was named Urchamion, which means the (laughs) one-handed. And suffering was graven on his face. The one-handed clever. And so... Eventually, like, she tends to him in the forest of Doriath, and they live secretly together in the woods. So they do end up, oh. eventually he goes, we gotta go see your dad. Why can't they just chill out and, you know, live happily ever after with your one hand? And so, um, and by then, Doriath has kind of fallen into sad times because Mm -hmm. Luthien is gone. And Thingol loves her so much that he can't bring himself to really do anything. Mm. Everything is dark and gloomy. Uh, Deiron, that minstrel, who, yeah. like, gave her away, mm-hmm. he's broken up about what he did. So he just leaves and wanders the world singing sad songs until he eventually vanishes out of myth and legend. Wow. Um, big sad boy hours here. And Thingol, like, turns to Melian to look for counsel, but she's like, no. You did this to yourself. Yeah. You gave this impossible quest, and now you've lost your daughter. You could. Don't come to me for fucking pity party. If this isn't a queer story, mm-hmm. they sound like they would be homophobic. <laughs> and Fingal learns that, like, oh, Finrod Felgund is dead. My daughter and the boy she loved went north, and no one has seen them since. They're probably dead as well. Nargothrond is broken. The sons of Feanor are pissed off. Everything's dark <laughs> Everything and dreary. Everything is like 2020. And Where did uh, Karkaroff go? He's Do been, they know? Uh, Just he's been charging towards Doriath. He's been wrecking havoc all around the land. And like Thingol's really scared about that too because nothing can seem to stop this big fucking wolf. Mm. And so uh, in this darkest hour, Baron and Luthien return. And Thingol's like, why are you here? Well, he's really happy to see his daughter, but he's like, why are you fucking here? And he's like, I'm here to uphold my vow. And Thingol's like, really, have you? Have you? And Baron says, even now, my hand is holding a Silmaril. (gasps) And then he holds up his stump. What? Yeah. Because his hand is still clutching the Silmaril in Karkroth's belly. So he... Does tech is this a loophole in the contract? Yeah. And it says, and then Thingol's mood was softened, and Baron sat before his throne upon the left, and Luthien upon the right, and they told all the tale of the quest, while all there listened and were filled with amazement. And it seemed to Thingol that this man was unlike all other mortal men, and among the great in Arda, 
and the love of Luthien a new a thing new and strange, and he perceived that their doom might not be withstood by any power of the world, certainly not his. Therefore at the last he yielded his will, and Baron took the hand of Luthien before the throne of her father. Wow. However. Oh, God. No, it couldn't just stop there. By now, Karkaroth has entered Doriath. Okay. And leaving a trail of destruction and many dead elves in his wake. Oh, no. And so Thingol arranges for a big hunting party to be created. The elves can never And they're going to fucking kill this wolf once and for all. And, like, the girdle of Melian, that magical barrier, it doesn't affect Karkaroth because of the Silmaril inside him. Mm. It has greater magic than she. So, like, he's able to just pass through it yeah. like nothing. And so, as the hunters are chasing Karkaroth, they have Huan with them. Mm. And Huan the is sniffing boy. them out. And he think he finds Karkaroth in a fucking, uh, like, bramble patch or something. And mm-hmm. he charges in to get him out. And, however, unknown to Huan, Karkaroth has gone up and around. And he oh. ambushes the party, and he charges to eat Thingol. Oh no. But Baron jumps in front of him. Oh god. Baron's good at this. And uh, he rode, he rides up with a spear, but Karkaroth basically swept it aside and like takes a bite out of his chest. Ugh. And rips it out. Out of Baron's? Yeah, out of Baron's. And he, like, he's about to, like, just destroy his body. But Huan returns, and he fights Karkaroth. Huan always in the nick of time. And they fight, and they fight. And then finally, Huan kills Karkaroth, but is grievously wounded oh, himself. no, not Huan. And he speaks for the final time. No! Then he came, and falling beside Baron, spoke for the third time with words. And he bade Baron farewell before he died. Baron spoke not, but laid his hand upon the head of the hound. Oh. And so they parted. God. Huan was about to be, like, my second favorite character. And so Mablung, the captain of the guard of Doriath, quickly goes to Karkaroth with a knife, cuts open his belly, and pulls the Silmaril from it. And Thingol's like, give that to me. And he gives it to Thingol, and Thingol places it in Baron's hand. Oh. And Baron dies. <gasps> Damn. And they carry Baron back. Doriath and Luthien's already just devastated because yeah. she knew something had happened in her heart she's like he's gone yeah and she sits and weeps and says nothing and winter comes to Doriath and eventually she just withers and dies ugh ugh and she comes to Mandos the Valar of the dead what And remember, the halls of Mandos are for the elves. They're the halls of waiting. But men go there first to wait before they go into the great beyond. Uh And Baron has refused to move on without her. He's waiting for her. And she comes before Mandos. Mm -hmm. And she's like, please, please let us be together. And Mandos is like, I can't. It's against the rules. You have my pity. Yeah. But I can't make exceptions for every sad couple that comes here. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have to do it for everyone. Yeah. So, she sings a song to him. The song... So, the Silmarillion really is a musical. 
the song the end of the day. yeah the song of luthien before mandos was the song most fair that ever in words was woven and the song most sorrowful that ever the world shall hear unchanged imperishable it is sung still in valinor beyond the hearing of the world and listening the valar are grieved for luthien wove two themes of words for the sorrow of the eldar and the grief of men of the two kindreds that were made by Iluvatar to dwell in Arda, the kingdom of earth, amid the innumerable stars. And as she knelt before him, her tears fell upon his feet like rain upon the stones, and Mandos was moved to pity, who never before was so moved, nor has been since. Therefore he summoned Baron, and even as Luthien had spoken in the hour of his death, they met again beyond the western seas. But Mandos had no power to withhold the spirits of men that were dead within the confines of the world after their time of waiting, nor could he change the fates of the children of Iluvatar. He went, therefore, to Manwe, lord of the Valar, who governed the world under the hand of Iluvatar. Oh, heck. And Manwe sought counsel in his innermost thought, where the will of Iluvatar was revealed. These were the choices that he gave to Luthien. Because of her labors and her sorrow, she would be released from Mandos, and go to Valimar, there to dwell until the world's end among the Valar, forgetting all griefs that her life had known. Aww. Thither, Baron could not come, for it was not permitted to the Valar to withhold death from him, which is the gift of Iluvatar to men. Mm. But the other choice was this, that she might return to Middle-earth and take with her Baron, there to dwell again, but without certain certainty of life or joy. There right. she would become mortal and subject to a second death, even as he, and ere long she would leave the world forever, and her beauty become only a memory in song. This doom she chose, wow. forsaking the blessed realm, and putting aside all claim to kinship with those that dwell there. And thus, whatever grief might lie in wait, the fates of Baron and Luthien might be joined, and their paths led together beyond the confines of the world. So it was that alone of the elderly, she has died indeed, and left the world long ago. Yet in her choice, the two kindreds have been joined, and she is the forerunner of many whom the Eldar see yet, though all the world is changed, and the likeness of Luthien the Beloved, whom they have lost. Damn. That is the story of Baron <sighs> and Luthien. That was a roller coaster. As if I didn't go through enough emotions this weekend. <laughs> mm -hmm. So of all the elves, until I think Arwen, though technically she's a half-elf, of all the elves, she died, truly, yeah. and went beyond the confines of the world with Baron. Wow. She could never see her mom again, she could never see her dad again, but she was going to be with Baron till the very end. Damn. True love. True love. <laughs> True love. Oh. Yeah. That's, it's the good shit. That's, yeah. Sad. It is. God, Tolkien. And, um, I think they, uh, their son is named Dior the Fair. Oh. And he is like a handsome half-elf. Yeah. And eventually he becomes king of Doriath after Thingol dies. Mm. Um, and like, they live in Assyriand, where the green elves live, and they kind of live happily there. And she wears the Silmaril on her, 
and she's then considered the fairest of all wow. creatures when she's wearing that silmaril. Yeah. And everything on the island they live on becomes like green and growing and beautiful. But because of the sheer power of that beauty, their time together in the earth is short. Mm. And they swiftly grow old and die together. Wow. Man, that's right. We have a Silmaril finally. Yeah. There's a Silmaril now, no longer in the hands of Morgoth. And that Silmaril is going to cause a lot of trouble. <laughs> they always do. Ugh. There'd be no stories. There'd be no drama. And of course they had to kill the fucking dog. They always do that. What's that website? Like, does, does the, the dog, dog die? die? Yeah. Look up Silmarillion. Yes. <laughs> Baron yes, Luthien, who on does die? Uh, it's. Yeah, but it, I, I. I wasn't expecting Baron to die, though. I mean, everyone dies in this, but. Can't they just, like, live happily ever after? They do for a bit. Kind, kinda. Kinda. Like, there's a song. Uh, the song Aragorn sings about Baron and Luthien. It mm. says like, uh, like, Long was the way that fate them bore O'er stony mountains cold and gray Through halls of iron and darkling door And uh, moods of nightshade morrow less The sunless sea between them lay Until at last they met once more And long ago they passed away In the... In the uh, in the forest singing sorrowless wow because they are happy until they're final they die but they're happy yeah ugh true love folks true, true love. love everyone also please note Paul just recited that without looking at anything uh there's I should send you cause I did did I send you the Clamavia de Profundis version of Finrod versus Sauron no uh, cause they do a the song of Baron and Luthien that Aragorn sings and they're oh. very beautiful uh, they do a very good job of that, so I'll send that to you, and you can maybe like listen to it on the plane or something. Yeah. But uh, it's it's lovely, and yeah, this is Tolkien's great love story, and out of it, God. like we get Aragorn and Arwen, yeah, and Elrond, and uh, like even in Return of the King, the Silmaril helps Sam Frodo with the light yeah. that it gives Ugh. against Shelob. I love that my correlation was true. And how fitting that Shelob is a descendant of Ungoliant who yeah. killed the two trees. And yet it's the light of the two trees trapped in the Silmaril, trapped in the vial of Gladriel, Ugh. that scares her away. Okay, I guess the Silmarils kinda are cool. They're a little <laughs> were cool. Were you of the opinion that the Silmarils were not cool? They just seem like a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, just leave when it. When you look at a fucking just dog and go, be. that looks like a lot of just... work. Save the drama. Just let them be. You don't don't go out like. But hey, <laughs> now we have a Silmaril to make things even more complicated. <laughs> uh, it's almost midnight. Then at midnight thirty. Midnight thirty. Midnight thirty. <laughs> oh goodness. That's the good shit. That's what a, good a tale shit. we've ro- woven. And we're almost listen- we're almost at the hour mark. Thanks for listening to our shit. Yeah, this felt That's a lot longer shit. than it actually was, but I think it was... That's uh, just because it's late. I we think, have I so think many it's emotions. Late. And I think because we're in person now, it just feels like when you're talking with someone, the time just flies by. <laughs> but yes. Uh, special thanks to Jack Hook 
for composing the music of the intro and outro, and to Wool for providing the cover art, as well as being just the most swell fella and I've ever met. Playing Magic the Gathering Playing with the me. Magic the Gathering with Tori <laughs> and letting me whoop their ass in Lord of the Rings trivia. And then whoop our ass in Bananagrams. <laughs> yeah, and then they whooped our collective asses in Bananagrams. We didn't stand a fucking chance. <laughs> We were fucking wrecked. Oh, God. Um, but yes, uh, and a special thanks to uh, all those we got to meet at the Bilbo's birthday party. This is so uh, lovely. For, like, thank you to everyone for arranging that. Thanks to Steph and Tori for hosting me while I was here. Thanks for so coming. So that I could afford to be here. <laughs> and, like, uh... special thanks to Olive for being a constant <laughs> companion when you guys are at work. And it's like... Uh, just waiting for you guys to get back to have fun um oh paul i had a really cool moment i told you a little bit about it yeah but kate we had a moment after uh watching two towers when we were talking about kate was like oh yeah i learned that elves respond from your podcast yeah so you know what our podcast is teaching people things education (laughs) we are now professors move over john green educational get the fuck out of our way (laughs) we're we're the hype new podcast i'm always so thrilled that people listen so thanks guys thanks for listening to our shit as always you can sponsor us on anchor uh special thanks to ethan oh my god Ethan. yeah you finally identified ethan Ethan is no longer on twitter i always assumed it was them because I'm like, I don't know any Ethan, but I know this Ethan who I likes never, a lot of our Twitter posts, so I'm like, it's gotta be them. Their name on there is like Ethan slash Josefina, so I yeah. was never like, oh, that's not Ethan. That's yeah. like two named Ethan. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, like Our executive producer Ethan. Yeah, our executive producer Ethan. <laughs> Special thanks to them. Thanks and, for supporting us. Uh, finally... <sighs> Blah, blah, love. Special thanks to viewers like you. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking PBS over here. But yeah. You can't see us. But you thanks for watching. Us, but I'm feeling really heartfelt. Also sleepy, but really heartfelt. Alright, this love fest has gone on for like. It has. It really has. <laughs> so. I'm of emotions. Alright. Da da da. Da da da. <laughs>